Welcome to the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Alicia. Greatness is a decision and your birthright. You deserve to love the woman looking back at you in the mirror. This show is for the purpose-driven female entrepreneur who is committed to only counting the time she gets back up. The woman who is ready to ignite the flame within, find her voice, and use the power of her story to transform the lives of those around her. This is your weekly fuel to inspire you to action, where I'll be sharing inspirational stories, real talks with thought leaders and successful entrepreneurs from around the world, and provide you with actionable success strategies for creating a business you love. I'm a content marketing coach, and I'm committed to helping you as an online creator and entrepreneur wherever you are to turn your dreams into a reality, to help you transform your messaging so you can create a genuine connection with your audience and grow your income online. You are far more powerful and stronger than you will ever imagine. We are the warriors. You were born for this. Let's make life your bitch. Hello, welcome to the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. I am your host, Brittany Alicia, and I have Victoria here with me today. She is the creator of Vic Delane Styling, and she is a personal stylist who helps to create a wardrobe that you can fall in love with and really elevate your career and your life. So hello, welcome. Hi, Brittany. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So the first thing I want to hear from you is why did you get into styling in the first place? So I got into styling um, around high school. I was always, I've always been a creative person. Um, I have two sisters, so three girls and I'm the middle and both I'm of my I'm a middle sisters... child too. <gasps> yes. Um, We're the yeah, best so both... children. We are. We are. We don't um, get the appreciation that we always deserve, but we we definitely are the best. Um, so yeah, both of them are, I would say we're all book smart, but they are definitely, for example, my older sister is an attorney. She always knew she wanted to be a lawyer since she was like probably five years old. She never changed that, you know, idea. And my younger sister was the type that she could go to, you know, go to class and like not take one note, but be like so prepared for the test and I was just always the one who was into more of the free things expressive you know art type of things like that so I've always been creative but in high school um, when I got my first job at 15 um, it was at a men's clothing store and really the only responsibility I had they told me was to stand at the front and greet the customers like that was literally (laughs) it but I just developed this interest in number one getting to know people on a deeper level and then customers would always end up coming to me like what should I pair this shirt with or you know what can I put with these pants and that's kind of where it all fell into place where I was like oh wait a minute I actually like enjoy this it doesn't necessarily feel like work and then from there because I was like making my own money I really got to express my creativity because I started to go shopping for myself like when it was time to go back to school shopping all those things I had the freedom to buy what I wanted and really express myself through clothing. So that's kind of where it started. And yeah, now we're here. That's awesome. And, you know, it's totally one of those things too, when it comes to clothing, it is, like you said, it's like an art expression. Absolutely. You know, for myself, I, you know, I love creativity as well. And that's why I am in the business that I'm in. So with that, you finished high school. How did things change for you when it came to styling? Like, were you very much into 
connecting with other people, your friends? Like, were you that go-to person? <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, that definitely started, I would say, like my senior year of high school. I got a different job and I was making like more money and driving my, you know, own car and being able to shop and do all the things I wanted. So that was when I was really able to like utilize my resources to really buy all types of things and friends started asking me you know what to wear with this but it was it really started with my family um just because it like I said I was always the creative one and then after high school everyone around me was going to four-year universities and um I don't know if this was like this for you but we would have like college day where everyone would rep their shirt of, you know, where they were going off to school. And I remember not having my shirt because I didn't know where I was going because I didn't see anyone around me who was doing something that I wanted to do. You know, it's one thing to say like, oh, you know, you dress a certain way, like creative, but what happens after that? Everyone's like, oh, I'm going to this specific school because it's good for teaching. I'm going to this specific school because it's good for engineering. And I was just like, well, where do I, I don't know anything about like what outside of, you know, working in retail. So that's when I really was able to be like, okay, what is it that I can do with this? And like, take this further outside of just, you know, continuing to be, I guess, complimented by friends and family like can I make this a career so my sister actually helped me do some research and we found out about this art school called SCAB and they had a, a fashion design program there I didn't even know fashion design was like a major um, obviously I knew that people were in you know the fashion world but mm -hmm. I had no idea the steps that it took to get there so from there that kind of opened the door of possibility and things that I didn't know were possible that I was like okay I can make this into something I want to do and yeah, I went to school for fashion merchandising. And I think I'm like answering more of this question that you asked, but yeah, I went to school for fashion merchandising. And um, so the school, I, was, I grew up in North Carolina, the school was in Atlanta and it was a little bit of a culture shock at the school only because you ever like, it was, it was an experience of just, I guess, awareness that I didn't know existed if that makes sense. Like, you know, I kind of, that was at the moment where I realized there were other things going on in the world in the universe outside of what I was used to <laughs> and so because of that most of the people the kids at the school have literally been doing like art design from the time they were children and I came from a background of like I said no one I went to like a traditional high school people I went to a, one of those early like college prep schools um so everything was very like this strict path you know you do this you take your SATs your SETs you decide what your major is and then you go to school and then I go to this art school where I'm introduced to people who literally got scholarships just because they're creative because they like fashion because they like to draw <laughs> like what like this is a thing so that was a really a great experience. But from there, I actually realized it became a little bit too overwhelming for me, which like now that I'm talking about it, I think it was my ego trying to keep me safe because I didn't come from that background. So I think that there was some type of like intimidation there of maybe, you know, you don't belong here. You're not worthy enough. They, they had us taking like foundational art classes, like, you know, drawing sewing, things like that. And because I didn't come from that background, I was like, oh my gosh, this is challenging. <laughs> my classmates are excelling in this because they've literally been doing this most of their lives. And here I am, like, did I make the right decision? 
what am I going to do? The school is very, very expensive. It's a private school. So the tuition was a lot more than public universities. And yeah, I called my mom and I was like, I can't do this. I will be crying every day. <laughs> and she was finally like, okay, well, if you really feel that you cannot do it, then you can transfer. So I ended up transferring to a more traditional four-year university, I would say like a liberal arts college. I kept my major as fashion merchandising, but I actually moved it to my minor and picked up a major in public relations because my roommate at the time was a public relations major. And the fashion program at that school was very small. And once again, because it wasn't as expansive as the art school that I was coming from, most of what I saw for possible careers in fashion were like retail management or being like a buyer or things like that. And speaking with my roommate, she was telling me all of the ins and outs of public relations and how it ties with communications and, oh, you could like still tie it in with fashion. And basically at the end of the day, I think I've let my ego take over, basically playing it safe, you know, trying to maybe fit in with the crowd, maybe, you know, being discouraged that I transferred. I already kind of feel like a disappointment because I transferred and I had to switch my major. And, you know, I'm not sure where this is going to lead to. So let me play it safe. She said that there are a lot of careers in this field and she's doing well. And, oh, it's communications. I can, I can always get a job with a background in communications. And I remember talking to my parents about it and they said the same thing. Like, oh, yeah, you have communi a communications degree. Like, you could do anything with that. But looking back on it, like I said, that was definitely ego, definitely um, me playing small. But you don't, at that age, and you're exploring the world, like you just don't know what you don't know. And then after graduation, um, ended up really following the crowd again. I saw most of my friends getting like insurance jobs, banking jobs, nine to five button up type office <laughs> jobs. And I did at first pursue the fashion career. I got a, a position at a retail store as like a key lead. And um, I had worked retail, like I said, in high school, I had done it in college, but I hate to say this, but it just didn't seem that glamorous. I'm like, okay, I just got this college degree and now I'm going into retail and my friends are in like office jobs. Mm -hmm. um, but I stuck it out for a little bit, but I still had that like comparison shadow on my shoulder of, you know, they have Monday through Friday, they had salary, I was hourly, I had to work weekends sometimes, like it just seemed better. It's like, how far am I going to go with a fashion degree? And they have, they're going to grad school, they're going to law school now, all of these things. So once again, that ego trying to keep me safe, I was like, no, this is not where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to get a corporate job that's like more stable, more money. And I ended up doing that. I got like a job in e-commerce. A company kind of took a chance on me because I didn't have any e-commerce experience. And I ended up doing really well in that role and just kind of like moving on up the ladder and other companies doing e-commerce. But that desire was still there of I'm supposed to be in fashion. This is what I want to do. And none of those roles were creative either. It was one of those things too, when I look back on it, that first job that I had at the retail store, it was a great job. It was really a good experience. But, you know, in the present moment, sometimes you can feel like suffocated if you're not doing what you think you want to do. And sometimes that can blind you from no, the opportunity is right here, but because you think it's supposed to look different, you like maybe can't see that. So I ended up getting, you know, taking the, the corporate route. And because that desire was still there, it just kept growing stronger and stronger and stronger. And it got to the point where it's like, you know, I was excelling in these roles. I was learning the skill. 
being able to train, even train other people and things like that. But I wasn't really contributing much to my team. You know, I wasn't really coming in super enthusiastic, super excited mm-hmm. to be there, like not having any new ideas and stuff like that, just really trying to get through the day to day. And then the pandemic hit. Like a lot of people, I was forced to, you know, go home, work from home. And when you're can't go anywhere, you're in quarantine and it's just work, it's everything is kind of in your face. And because of that, that's when I was like, oh my gosh, like I really have to like decide to do something different. I cannot, mm-hmm. and even that was hard because like I said, when you're in the thick of it, sometimes you can't see you can't see past the storm. It's more of just like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I can't breathe. I know I need to do something different. But it's interesting. My coworker actually was also into fashion and she happened to stumble upon like some styling program, like a mentor and all of that stuff. And I ended up taking it with her and that completely like changed my perspective. Number one, that I had options. I wasn't stuck in this job. A styling career was possible or really anything I wanted to do was possible. I don't know if it was the pandemic or, you know, just like thoughts that you you know take in from parents and other things growing up of sometimes feeling like you don't have many options or you know to start over is like this big uptaking that you have to do but that program and that mentorship really just opened my eyes to what it means to number one be in control of my life which I am even if I feel like I'm in a situation that Mm -hmm. is controlling me and number two what it really means to be abundant like I didn't have to wait for something to change for me to understand that like I was abundant now and I had all the options now and all of the things so it really just changed my mindset too which I, I I needed as a foundation before I could even decide to like okay I'm gonna like switch careers which is something I didn't realize that I needed either um I think sometimes like we think like okay like this situation is just like I have to get out of this and then, you know, go to the next thing. But more than anything, at least for me, it's usually like I need to address my mindset first before I go to the next thing. Because if I just go to the next thing and I'm taking my mindset with me or any feelings and emotions that I have, like nothing is going to change and I'm going to end up in something else and feeling like, you know, the same thing. So yeah, I got introduced to that, got introduced to the mentorship and that really gave me the encouragement and the resources to say, okay, I'm going to like, turn this into a business. I started off as as a side business, helping other stylists, um, got a a local mentor stylist who brought me onto her projects, which was really great to see the hands-on experience in different aspects, like editorial, personal styling, things like that. And then from there, just kept going with it. And now I'm here. That's awesome. The really cool thing I think that, you know, as I'm listening to you share is there is probably so many women out there who have always dreamed of doing something like styling. And I, like, I know I've come across women just in the coaching industry who I've connected with who are struggling. And I think part of it is because that it's something that they desire so much, but they struggle with actually believing that they can do it because it's such a different type of business. Right. And it's one of those things that obviously like any business, you need a very specific kind of audience to, you know, connect with like a specific kind of client who you can actually help, who wants to invest in a stylist. Mm -hmm. But, but I think by you sharing that, it really shows that it's possible for 
other people, you know, just by sharing your journey as to maybe not believing in yourself and then coming back to it. And so I know with you, you've mentioned to me that you are obviously real, like you can tell just by your like sharing that you're into personal development. And so how has personal development really played into your styling business and how you've really combined the two? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Huge, 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 huge. Like even, okay. Before even addressing the specifically the styling business, I just want to say for anyone out there who is like thinking of starting a business, like for, from what one lesson that I have learned is it is really about personal development. I feel like I have learned more about myself, accepting myself, you know, addressing things that, you know, I learned in childhood that have followed me to adulthood that creep up in so many ways that you don't even know. You don't even know (laughs) until you start a business. um, Personal development is huge. So with styling, I would say in order for me to really fully give like 150% to my clients, I have to be continuing to grow through personal development. I feel like it's just so essential to my business because number one, when I work with a client, we address mindset first, just because, um, of course, like I'm here there to help you to, you know, determine your body shape and, you know, take all of the hassle out of the shopping and, and the fitting and all of that. And, and, um, make it an easy and streamlined process for you. But if you don't really feel that you deserve to have like a wardrobe, to invest in a wardrobe, to have clothes that are reflective of the person you are evolving into, it doesn't matter. We could do all of the, buy you the, the cute clothes and, you know, package it up really nicely. But like, if you, number one, don't believe you deserve it, or if you still have thoughts of when you see something like, oh, that's cute on them, that's cute on him, that's cute on her, that would never look good on me. Or I'll do that once I lose this amount, you know, this weight. Mm-hmm. Or once I get that, I'll do this or whatever. Like none of it matters because we're just going to end up in the same, you know, cycle. So even hearing you talk, the thing that keeps coming to my head as you're sharing is no matter where you go, there you are. Right. And so we can yes. run away from all the shit in our life and all the stories that we tell ourselves. But if we don't actually heal it, it's going to continue to go with us. And there's all these pieces that like, it's, you know, it's constant evolution and growth over a lifetime. It's the constant personal development that is going to help us grow. And, you know, when it comes to styling, all I can think of is that, you know, you can wear the clothes and you can have something cute on, but if you're like slouched forward and it's going to change the way that it looks on you. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You said that so well. Um, Exactly. And if you don't have that, within yourself, you know, it's because yes, when you look at, you do feel good, but it's also really about feeling good first too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I always say to people too, you know, as women, I like, well, as a woman, I can speak for myself that I don't put on makeup or dress good to get other people's approval. And I don't do it to try to feel confident. It's like, it's a piece of me. Right. And when we can actually look at like our style and we can look at our clothing and the way that we show up 
as, you know, a piece of us. And I think you've even said it before that, you know, you're a reflection of your brand. And I, I say yes. that all the time too, like you are your brand, like, cause I focus, you know, obviously on content. I love story, but you know, we are our brand. Like we can't be out trying to copy everybody else out there, especially if it's someone in business, you get to show up like the way that you do. And then people are drawn to you based on who you are not a watered down version of what yes. other people look like. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it, I think I know the post you're talking about. It's like your brand speaks for your image before you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, like you said, trying to copy someone else, that's also, it also becomes exhausting. You know, even if I'm not really huge on trends on putting people in what's trendy, um, obviously if somebody wants to be in that, you know, I'll do that for them. But I believe in like laying a solid foundation. So even if you, you know, are following what's trendy, if that's still not aligned with who you are or where you're going or, you know, how you're working on yourself, like, like you said, if you're going to be walking around and it's just not going to be exuding, you know, it's, it's not going to be, I feel like when even for example, with celebrities, like when they're on the red carpet and the blogs and whatever are talking about their outfits, you know, obviously people are, ju are judging the outfit, but I think a lot of that too is how did the person like wear it? And I don't mean like, you know, did they have it off the shoulder or on the shoulder, but really <laughs> like, what was the power pose? What was the walk? Like, what was, you know, how did they speak in it? How did they move in it? And I think that's a reflection of not the outfit. Obviously the outfit does help, but like not depending on the outfit, but starting with yourself first, like this is who I am. This is my brand. This is the image that I want to convey. And the clothes just get to be an extra little added nice accessory to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, even as you're sharing, I'm thinking about because obviously I work from home and now being a mom, you know, your style definitely changes. I mean, most of my calls that I do, I try and do in the morning because by the end of the day, my kid has probably thrown up on me. <laughs> and, you know, it's part of it is to, you know, for someone who's online and I'm, you know, behind the scenes as to, you know, I could wear pajamas all day if I want to. I find that doing something like that, I almost lose myself mm -hmm. because you, you get into that, you know, trend of not feeling good about yourself. There's just something about like, you know, with the corporate world where you get dressed, you go out and there's that extra pep in your step. Well, when you're at home, you're not doing that. And I mean, obviously mm -hmm. this podcast is for female entrepreneurs, but I mean, it could be, you know, there could be anybody listening. And so I'm probably not alone when it comes to the female entrepreneurs who we spend most of our time on Zoom, especially with like, you know, the pandemic and stuff. Mm -hmm. So many people, how many times did you see jokes about the people who were like, you know, business on top party on the bottom? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And I do, I think, I honestly think that a lot of people, although they found themselves through the pandemic as to really opening themselves up to going after their dreams. I think a lot of people lost themselves. Oh my gosh. And yes. because like you said, style is part of who we are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's such a good point and observation. I agree. I think a lot of people have lost themselves. Um, even me as well. 
And I think that there's like, for the whole of us, there's like a lot of unprocessed trauma from the pandemic. You go from seeing certain people every day to not seeing them for weeks, months, even like a year, maybe even two years, depending on, you know, where you are in the world. So there's that. And then, you know, you're not going out. So you are maybe wearing the same things or similar things. And then like you on top of that, then you have your emotions and your feelings and like all of the thoughts in your head. And I know for me, I feel like, yeah, I did find or refound my path in terms of career, but I definitely did lose a part of myself in terms of, um, I don't even really know the word. I, I guess I just a little bit of like a little zest for life even, you know, mm -hmm. um, just because it was easy. And, and like you, even with styling, a lot of my styling work nowadays is virtual, um, which thank God for the power of Zoom and the internet and things mm -hmm. like that. But sometimes I find myself in lounge clothes and I even like lounge clothes. I was talking to a friend about this the other day. I was like, yeah, I need to do better about my lounge clothes because it's not acceptable. It's like one thing to have like your favorite hoodie, but I was like the shirt from like the cruise in 2010 that you've been <laughs> wearing <laughs> over and over again, like let that go. I'm like, no, that, that cannot. Um, so even being intentional about like, if it is a sweatsuit or something, like maybe throwing on some earrings or, you know, a blazer or a jacket or just something um, to make me feel like who I am again, but I definitely agree with that statement. And, but I think also this just came in for me. Like, I think also maybe like some of us losing ourselves was a benefit because mm -hmm. we were caught up in a little bit of that rat race. And so losing maybe who we thought we were supposed to be or who we were, who we identified with, but that person that we identified with was just kind of going along with the masses, going along with the every day to day thing that everyone was doing. So the pandemic kind of caused maybe a little bit of that to die or to freeze. And if we feel like we lost that, it's just because now it's an opportunity for us to really see who we who we've always been mm -hmm. and let that old identity die because that really wasn't us in the first place and yeah come back yeah. to who we are yeah and I found that too you know a big part of my brand is really helping women identify authentically who they are mm -hmm. and within their businesses being an embodiment of who they are versus so many people online who have businesses are trying to teach people how to do something, but they're not even embodiment of it themselves. And it's because <sighs> we, it's because they chase, you know, what someone else is doing. And, um, I actually just, we just started the first call today, of um, our luxury program, which is focused on helping people define their brand as themselves. And, you know, the first two calls is really identifying how you've taken on everybody else. Oh my gosh. And it, all this, like, it's like, you know, being able to identify who have your mentors been and mm. by looking at all your mentors, are you actually, have you taken on something that you're like, oh, like, wow. that's not even me. That's not even my saying. Um, one of my coaches, Melanie Ann Lair, she always says for me, for you, for I us. Love her. And it's so funny because you can tell the people who are in her world and, you know, especially the ones who are have kind of lost their way because all mm. of a sudden you start reading their content and everyone's talking about the same thing. Mm. And 
using her words and using her language. And, you know, it's with my clients, you know, with this program, it's really helping them get clear on like, where have I used other people's Mm -hmm. words? And like, where have I lost myself? Um, I used to have a brand and I just dropped it in the last like few months. So my website is still the independent boss, babe. But the reason I dropped that brand was because I didn't want to be, you know, almost like, like a shadow of the brand boss, babe. I really wanted something that Mm. was my own. And originally I started make life your bitch, like back in 2018 and it was a blog. Right. And so I've really found that people, you know, with that program, like getting people to really look at like, where, where am I not me? And before we can really identify who we are, I find it sometimes easier to look at who we're not like, where, where did I lose myself? That is so powerful. I I think that is like, I just have to snap to that. That's an amazing exercise um, <laughs> that up. you have. Yes, <laughs> that you have your, your woman doing. That is so powerful. Um, such a good point. Yeah, we, I think um, to your point, we definitely do take on other especially when you're first starting out in the business world and you there's so much information especially if you get on social media there's so much to consume and you maybe can kind of feel like I need a bit of everything I need to join every single program or you have a little bit of shiny object syndrome and if you're not necessarily like implementing the things as soon as you learn them it can be very easy to take on those things or take on other people's personalities or just whatever. So I think that is such a good point. And also like tying it back to like, this just came in too, just style too. Like Mm -hmm. I sometimes hear a lot of like people say, oh, like, I don't know if they have like a celebrity that they like really like their style or whatever. Like, oh, I love such and such style. Um, You know, I would wear that or whatever. And I'm like, but would you really like, like maybe that's not even really you like maybe you just kind of like the vibe of it or you like that that person is like owning who they are like let's start there to Um, me that's what luxury is is you know everyone's own idea of luxury not you know luxury means you know the fancy cars the gold and all that kind of stuff um I had a client last year who her idea of luxury was literally selling everything, getting in a van and traveling across the country and doing public speaking. Like that was luxury to her. And so, like you said, like, I think we try and look at what like someone else is doing and we can see other people as beautiful and really like the way they show up. But at the end of the day, let's be real. Like the real reason that we love those people is because of their confidence, their confidence, their confidence (laughs) that they, that they have. And that's the reason why stuff looks so good on them. The clothing looks so good. Yes. Yes. And even with coaching, like if someone sees, oh, I really want to work with that coach. I've even had to check myself on this. Like, do I really want to work with them? Are they really offering something in their program that is like about to really change my business? Like something that I just really need? Or is it something that about their energy that I just feel like I need to be in or feel like I'm missing? And then I'm like, wait, I'm really not missing that. That's, that's possible for me too. That's accessible for me too. But you know, we, our condition, I think too, like, even if you're not in the business world, 
Um, you know, even if you just, you know, work a job, um, which is great too, or you go to school or whatever it is, we've been so conditioned to follow the leader. Like literally in school, that's what they tell you, like get in line, and who's, <laughs> who wants to be the line leader? Like follow the leader, you know, or if a kid is like really has a lot of energy, you know, they might be labeled as something and they need to be disciplined or, you know, we're going to give superstars to whoever can be the quietest or you know just whatever it is and especially as women too when we get into business or we get into the working world um you know we're told not to you don't want to sound too affirmative because you know they're gonna think you're a bitch but you don't want to <laughs> sound too soft-spoken because you know then they're gonna think you don't then care. you're weak then you're weak exactly so it's like all of this stuff that we have been told to do, told how to behave, but then also, you know, taking in from other people. And I think it all kind of just goes back to um, knowing and understanding who we are, like at the foundation, um, we're all connected, but really being able to embrace like your own uniqueness too, whether it's in your business, your style, friendship, motherhood, whatever, like, and there's nothing wrong with being unique. Yeah. And you're not going to be beautiful to everyone, right? And so I think sometimes we try and do that and listen to what other people say to us, with, like the way they compliment us or something like that. Um, you know, the thing that as you were sharing that came to mind was my mom, every time I see her, she's like, I mean, she stopped now because I told her to stop, but <laughs> she she's always making comments about the color of my hair. It doesn't matter what color it is. There's, you know, it's too dark. It's too light. It's this, mm. it's that. And I mean, I've had jet black hair now for, I think at least 10 years. And she like still sometimes when she sees me like your hair is too dark. And I'm like, I don't care. I like it. And right. it's sometimes owning that power that there is going to people be people who come in who just aren't going to necessarily align with you and mm -hmm. it's not changing ourselves to make yes. other people happy you know my daughter she, I mean she's almost three months old but oh, yeah. I'm very stubborn my boyfriend's very stubborn and so we kind of joke around about why she's so stubborn is <laughs> who, who it is and you know I caught myself today as I was sitting there with her because of all the personal development I've done and the awareness and I was, you know, I went to call her stubborn and I was like, no, you're powerful. Mm. Like you're not stubborn. Like you're just powerful. I love that. That's amazing. I love um, what you just shared about stopping yourself from calling her, labeling her as stubborn. Um, it's like even little things like that, that we have just been so, it's almost like habitual, right? Because, you know, I'm trying to think of another example or, um, can't think of one right now, but little things like that. Like clothing. To... Um, I was thinking of like, you know, another time. So in 2018 was when I first started my business and my ex and I had split and I was left for another woman. So of course, mindset wise, right? Like already you feel like you're not enough. You're questioning everything about yourself. And I ended up going to a Tony Robbins event. And mm. that was the, that was honestly the first time in my life that I learned how to love myself. Mm. And through that journey, it was like right before the event. And after I just walked with so much more confidence and I felt so amazing. And there was a picture that I posted online of me in a bikini. 
And my mom's like, oh, you need to take that down. Like, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> and it was like, no, like I feel really confident. And I think as women too, as we start to feel confident and really good, there's a different vibe to doing selfies to feel good versus doing the selfie because we feel good. And we just want to share that energy. You know, you mentioned <laughs> we're snapping again, we're snapping again. <laughs> And I find, you know, with someone who, you know, like you said, with coaches where you want to be in their energy, I think it depends and looking at our motives and the awareness as to why you want to be in their energy. Is it because you're in their, like you're in their energy because it like lifts you up to this whole vibration of you still being able to be yourself, but you just feel this connection with them that you're like, I know I can rise with this person versus... I'm in the world with this person, their energy, because I want them to lift me up because I'm down here struggling. Yes. And that because if we're down here struggling and we don't want to rise with someone, but we want them to I always used to say, like, I refuse to drag any client up a fucking hill. <laughs> like, mm. It is not happening. Like, if you want to skip up the hill together, like, let's go. <laughs> but I <laughs> said, so, like, I won't drag someone uphill. I'm not going to want your business more than you do. Yeah. And so for yourself, like with, you know, styling, how do you find that when you style someone, like what is an experience like with you? Like if I was to, <laughs> if I was to come to you, because I mean, right now it's funny because I was preparing for this call and I mean, it's 1am where I am. It's 3am where you are right now as we're recording this episode and, you know, I'm getting ready and I'm thinking to myself, like I am in like a brunette, the label rose okay like top because I love these tops I'm in a mom bun right now because I'm like <laughs> I'm not doing my hair for this <laughs> and understandable it was, you have a newborn <laughs> I know there's like been this whole other level of appreciation for the mom bun and I mm. you know even that like I'll do my hair but like that kid has a death grip like I am losing <laughs> hair left right and center because she's pulling it out and so I was like you have this whole other appreciation for the mom bun, but like you said, it's styling it with earrings. You know, for me, it's wearing a different pair of pants. And, you know, sometimes I like the, like, you know, the leather pants with, you know, my jet black sweater, sweater. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't speak today. Sweater. <laughs> and it is 1am. Yeah. And it's one of those things too, where, you know, I wear shoes in the house and the reason, I mean, I live in Canada, shoes in the house is not usually a good idea, but <laughs> I like to wear shoes in the house because it does give me that extra oh, feeling of that. I'm at, you know, at an office or yeah. I'm out and it completes my outfit when I can wear shoes with it versus just maybe bare feet in the house. So I really like that you said that with, you know, the being able to style yourself, even even on the days that it doesn't, you know, feel like you can, but yeah. yeah so early, um, earlier today, I had a woman who she was doing some channeled readings and she made a comment about me wearing Hunter green. Mm. And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have some in the closet, but I think I got rid of, like, I actually went through my closet and got rid of a bunch of stuff that I'm like, this looks drab on me. This like washes me out. I don't like this. And so it was really funny when she said Hunter Green and I was like, man, Hunter Green just doesn't feel aligned for me. So say I was to 
meet with you online and I was to go through an experience with you of styling, like what would that look like? Yeah. So, um, I think I mentioned a little bit this a little bit of this earlier, but I like to start with mindset. So, well, before we even get there, we'll we'll do a consultation, of course, fill each other out, see if we're you know the right vibe for each other, um, and then from there, I set up what I call a style session. So, that's when I'm really getting to know more about you, your personality, what you like. Um, a little bit deeper than the clothes. We actually really don't even talk much about clothes on that session, but it all comes together. So what I use that session for is to really see like, who is Brittany? Who does Brittany feel like she's growing into, evolving into, elevating into? Maybe you're already that girl right now. And, you know, the wardrobe just hasn't caught up with that. Or maybe you feel like you're in the process of elevating, but life has been so busy. You're a new mom. All of these things, you just haven't had the time to, you know, make the wardrobe reflect that. And so with that, um, we do like a little exercise where I have you think of some people in your life. Maybe you don't know them. Maybe they're celebrities. Maybe they're people from your past that you like are like this person. I admire them. Like whether it's, and it does not have to be star related, but whether it's, you know, their character or they always used to make me feel so good or it's a principal from my third grade elementary school <laughs> who just used to always like lift us up um and then we explore like what is it about them that you know you like like are there qualities about them that you want to exude yourself or that you want to represent and then from there we kind of explore like wait a minute do you feel like you're probably already doing this that this person did because what I like people to get to see is like you know with style a lot of times people will say you know I like this or they'll see something and like I love that trend or blah 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 whatever and it's like okay what do you really like about it and do you feel like you like it because you know it represents you in some way because most of the time it does like what we're attracted to is a little bit of a reflection of what we have going on inside of us so mm -hmm. I like to start with that piece first to lay the foundation just because you know whether people continue to work with me or not um number one I believe in being intentional in all areas of your life but when it comes to your wardrobe definitely being intentional um I don't believe in just oh it's fall like let me go buy 17 new jackets 35 new pairs of pants some new boots you know because the weather's changing. Like, let's be intentional. So anywho, I lay that mindset foundation first. Um, so then we, from there, we kind of pick some words that we feel um, ties in with the characteristics and the traits that you really admire about these favorite people that you want to emulate or that you feel that you're already emulating. Um, and the, that's what I call your style words. So we use that as your foundation. So when you're going shopping, you know, instead of looking at something and saying like, oh, that's on trend, I want one of those, or oh, that's super cute. We stop and say like, does this align with my style words? You know, does this align with the person that I am growing into? Does it make sense for where I am right now, like where I wanna be? And then from there, I do a fun exercise where I create a style board, but I, I have you participate. So you'll go on Pinterest and I'll kick it off by, you know, pinning some pinning some things of inspiration that align with your new style words. And then I'll have you go in and kind of pin some things too. But now you're like not going on Pinterest. Number one, Pinterest is very like... I think we were talking about earlier about so much social media being so much consuming so much information. If there was ever a place 
Pinterest is definitely it. But now because you have these style words, you're able to be intentional. So you'll go in there do a fun exercise, pin some things. And then from there, um, I take over the process. So I manage all of your shopping, um, whether it's online shopping, in-person shopping, you don't lift a finger. Um, I have a digital um, wardrobe that I set up for clients. So it's um, literally an online closet where we load all of your items that you currently have in your wardrobe, um, plus any new items that I shop for that you could access 24-7. So instead of having to physically go in your closet, you can just pull up this app and see all of the outfits Victoria created for you, see everything that's in your closet. But before I even do the shopping, what we do, like what we call a closet audit. So even though, like you said, you've already gone through your closet, um, we'll go in there again, just so I can see like what you have now and kind of get also your thinking that you had when you were doing a closet audit um one thing I like to tell people whether you work with a stylist or not um when you're doing a closet audit you know always want to make sure you're focusing on the current season um it could just be overwhelming to be looking at summer clothes when it's cold outside and then you're not in your summer brain and then you make a decision and then next summer comes around and you're like damn I threw that dress away and yeah, so it's um, really important to focus on the current season. So we'll go through that and then we'll just see, you know, what items may be like how I mentioned, you know, this the shirt from the cruise that she did in 2010. Like it's comfortable, but like, can we like throw this away? It has a hole in it. The 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 collar is stretched out. <laughs> um, and mindset also comes into place with that, too, because especially as women, sometimes we hold on to things or we shop when we're like, during certain seasons of our life and then we accumulate all of those things and you don't really realize that you've accumulated those things but you're still wearing those emotions and it's from so when you funny were going through something it's so funny as you're saying that and you're you keep talking about that shirt from the cruise cruise <laughs> ship and all I can think about is there's this sweater I have in my closet that is it's like a hoodie and it is from when I was like 16 years old and it's like there's nothing wrong with it like it's you know it's not damaged or anything but I can't I think it's I think it's from like 2006 or something I can't remember 2006 or 2009 or something like that and it was a soccer hoodie that I got um and now you know if it's cold out I live in Canada it's something that's easy to just throw on with a pair of sweats but it's funny because as you were saying that, you know, the cruise shirt and I was like, oh, you know, well, I just end up throwing that stuff into the, you know, the pajama pile of like this has now become pajamas. But even like, you know, when you're when you go to sleep, um, what, you know, when I wear those clothes that are kind of frumpy versus, you know, a cute, you know, I, like lingerie or something like that, like you feel yeah, like a totally different pajamas. Yeah. yeah. You feel like a totally different woman just by the, you know, what you're wearing to bed. And so I, I really love that you were saying that because like, that's kind of what came through for me. And I'm just like, shit, like I need to go shopping for <laughs> like for some more silk pajamas or something because I don't have enough. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah. I had to check myself on that too. Cause I, I fall into that too. Um, because we we also like also I want to tell anyone who's listening like this is also not um, the points that I'm saying are not also to guilt or shame you into anything like we do things that are comfortable especially 
depending on what you're going through in your life. And sometimes you just need something that's familiar and that's comfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, to just kind of soothe yourself. So it's okay if you have those items, if you're, you know, still hunting on to them. But if you feel that you're in an empowered place to make a decision and you want to make a decision to make some changes in your wardrobe, um, yeah, I would say definitely start in, in that department. And it can be the little things that really make a difference. Like you said, going to sleep in something that really feels good or you know if you feel like you want to express your sexuality more or like really embody your sex sexiness like going to sleep in lingerie even if you're single like just going Mm -hmm. to sleep in some lingerie you know can make a a difference definitely yeah and you know I'm even thinking about our house like there's just something about wearing you know walking down the hallway and it's just like yes I feel so much better especially like I said like you know as a mom and that and it's so funny because some of the clothes that like regular clothes that I wore when I was pregnant I wear it now and I'm like that looks so much cuter on me when I was pregnant (laughs) 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 that does not like I used to think that that looked good that does not look good the way it did when I was pregnant (laughs) I love that I love that you also um to me that also says that you were um you know embracing you know, the, the transformation that your body was going through as well during that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, you know, a lot of people said that they didn't even know that I was pregnant and it wasn't that mm. I was trying to hide it, but there's like that little bit of extra confidence I actually had because I didn't pop until I was like seven months pregnant. And so, mm. um, and it was cold here. So I could wear, you know, cuter clothes, a sweater like this, where, people didn't know I was pregnant all of a sudden once I said it they're like oh yeah I see it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but it it's again it's the way that we wear it you know when you're slouched forward you know you're gonna have those roles that you are you know bitching about versus like standing up tall you know shoulders back Mm -hmm. it's it's the way that we wear the clothing and if I go and I buy something because it's trendy because it looks really good on someone else. And it's, you know, and I'm doing it because I want to be like that person. All of a sudden, I'm almost going to feel even worse because yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be too much like that person, you know, and I, all I can think of is with Melanie and Lair, her hats that she wears, like that's so like unique and it looks so good mm-hmm. on her. I could never fucking wear that hat, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, And I've seen people who have gone out and bought the hat, like hats Mm. like that. And then you see them wearing it and you're just like, you should not be wearing that hat. (laughs) But it's because, you know, we look at our mentors and we see their success. And it's like I said, you know, it's about looking at ourselves as we are our brand. And we can walk alongside our mentors and feel really good, but we don't need to be like them. And that was one of the things that, you know, even in your business that you can all of a sudden find yourself feeling less than in your business and comparing yourself. Because if you start trying to be too much like that person, then you think to yourself, like, and all of a sudden you've completely lost yourself. And then you start to wonder, well, why would someone buy from me when they can Mm. purchase from this other person? And so, like I said, like with luxury, it's about being like my focus is to help women become untouchable in this Mm. industry, in the coaching industry, because nobody can be like you 
if you are 100% yourself, right? And like, I know for myself, even when it comes to the way I talk about abundance and manifestation, uh, pineapples, right? Because Melanie has a thing where she says pineapple season is coming. I have had this weird obsession with pineapples for like 15 years. Like I've, Mm -hmm. I created, like I made my own pineapple costume and dressed up as a sexy pineapple in 2012. I love (laughs) that. In 2012, I dressed up as a sexy pineapple. Like you sewed it and everything. Yes. (laughs) Wow. That's incredible. I I don't know where the dress is anymore. And I think I just got rid of the hat. Like, but it was like, I was wearing this like yellow and it was like glittery. Um, like the, I was the pineapple and then I had this I like it. green hat. Um, but yes, I was a sexy pineapple, <laughs> but you know, all of a sudden I went into Melanie's world and, you know, I was afraid that if I talked about pineapples that people would think I was being like her, mm. you know? on my Instagram, I have like me holding a pineapple. And it's because Mm. like, if you were to look at my office, like I have fucking pineapples everywhere. (laughs) Um, If in regards to manifestation and abundance, you know, I started to question, well, can I talk about my manifestation and abundance programs? If like, you know, someone like her, people are so attracted Mm. to her. And I'm like, you know, no, the way I talk about is so different because I like to talk about 3D, 4D, 5D dimensions and how the science behind, Mm -hmm. you know, abundance and manifestation, Mm -hmm. how you can actually use it in your life, not just trust Mm -hmm. the process, especially Mm -hmm. when someone's gone through trauma. But what I realized is that last year, um, when I hit six figures in my business, I realized that I was, I was being like everybody else that, Mm -hmm. and I lost myself and I stopped talking about how much I love talking about mindset and abundance Mm. and manifestation. I stopped actually talking about those things. And I focused so much on strategy that Mm. I hated my business. (laughs) And so I ended up being one of those people where like, you know, I felt like I burned it all to the ground Mm. and created a business that, you know, today I can fall in love with. So I really like that we're having this conversation about, you know, styling in general of just who are you? as yourself like you know who are you really yeah absolutely and um I when you were talking about um you know looking at coaches or even just looking at other people or we can say you know looking at other people's style like we never know what it took for someone to get to where they are you know whether you see like a coach that you really like oh I just you know like you said, asking yourself, why do you want to be in their space? Is it because you want them to lift you up or you want to be, you know, um, rising up with them? You know, you never know what people have gone through to get to that place. And um, even with style, like when you see someone wearing something and you're like, damn, they are confident. Like, you know, it's not the dress or the suit because you can go get the dress or the suit. And if you're already not, you know, confident it's just not going to look the same but also that's not a bad thing either maybe there are some areas in your life that are an opportunity for you to rise up to see like you know to get that confidence not because you know you have to do something to get it but it really just starts with the awareness of accepting I am confident because I am confident you know and of course that takes going through certain experiences and things like that but I think that's just such a good point. Like sometimes we look at, at people and say, you know, 
admire things about them or even with you and you know Melanie and the pineapples like but now you know that no one can speak to manifestation abundance the way Brittany speaks to it because mm -hmm. no one has been through Brittany's life but Brittany and the reason you could be attracted to the way you speak you know about that stuff and the science behind it is because of things that you've been through in your life and those you know drew you to speaking from it in that perspective and that standpoint so we never know what people have gone through to get to their point of confidence or authority or empowerment um but your history or our our own stories are just as valuable and we can speak to them from our own place yeah and you know even like, as you were saying, I was thinking about the style itself. It's like, sure, I could go into my closet and put on, you know, a trash bag. I don't have trash bag in my closet, but say I did. <laughs> and, you know, I could be confident in wearing it. But then it comes down to why did I choose that piece of clothing way back when? Was it because I was trying to be like someone else? Just because as we're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, the confidence and people might be thinking, oh, you know, I just need to be confident and then all my clothes are going to look good. But it's the question <laughs> of, you know, I don't need to, you know, necessarily hire Victoria because I just need to go back into my closet and like, you know, have a little mm. pep in my step and mm. all the things. But it comes back to no matter where you go, there you are. Who were you when you originally purchased those items in your closet and are they even you to begin with? So now you might have gone through this big transformation where you feel super confident, but all of a sudden you're going to be putting on these clothes that aren't who you They're are. They're out of alignment. They're, They're out, out of alignment. alignment. And then you just fall back into that trap of not feeling confident. When you look in the mirror, you're like, I don't even know who this person is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's, it's out of alignment. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's exactly where I come in. Um, because it definitely is a process. It's a, it's an undertaking undertaking for sure. And shopping in general, let's be honest, it's underwhelming. It's overwhelming. I mean, even me, when I'm shopping for myself, I'm like this, I don't, who wants to sift through hangers and racks and pages of <laughs> um, product? It's a lot. It could be overwhelming. So having that foundation definitely helps. Yeah. And I love that because um, we have a store here. It's called Winners. And, you know, people go there and I walk the perimeter. I like to look at the knickknacks. You ain't going to catch me in those fucking racks going through there. Nobody has time for that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and yes. I can't, And but I do find I am that person who walks into a store. I see something on a mannequin and I'm like, that. I want that. And it's, mm. it's not necessarily because I don't want to style it myself, but I'm like, I like, that is what I want. And having that confidence to choose that. I actually really struggle when I go into stores and someone's trying to put me in something mm. and tell me it looks good versus asking me like, how do you feel in it? Mm. And you know what I mean? Yes. I'm so glad you brought this up because this is, um, a misconception that I, I get or hear about personal styling like oh you know they're gonna dress you in like what like my own style I'm gonna dress you in my own style or I'm gonna like try to make you you know look like somebody else or it's only for celebrities and if they're doing it right I'll speak for my process it's all about going back to what I said about what we do in the first style session getting to your mindset and laying the foundation like if you know you want to embody more of you know ease um sexiness sophistication class 
Like maybe that, you know, those are your, your style words. Then that's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to be intentional about styling you and shopping for you um, with pieces that emulate those words and those things. Um, so that's, that's such a good point. And yeah, putting someone in something that just because you think it's good, like if they're not feeling it, you know, number one, that's what that's a wasted wasted time you know wasted project but yeah for me it's all about getting to what my clients actually um who they how they want to be seen in the world what they want their brand and even if you don't have a business like your brand is just you it's just whoever your name is Mm -hmm. first name f and last name that's your brand Mm -hmm. um just how you want to show up in the world um so yeah I'm glad you said that because that's definitely a misconception um but it's not it's not true at least for me Yeah. And, you know, I really do find that when I go into stores, that is sometimes where they want to put you in something. And I'm just like, you know, with the person who's like Hunter Green, I'm like, fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) But the really funny thing is, is I was actually wearing Hunter Green yesterday. And when (laughs) I put it on, I was like, that is so old, Brittany. Like, you know, the old version of me that like, that's not even the stuff that you wear today. So Mm. it was just something I had in my closet and we were going out. It's Thanksgiving here in Canada today. And at at the time, yeah, at the time of this recording. So, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I want something fall. And you know, the fall stuff that I have in my closet, like those colors, I hate them, (laughs) but I bought them. (laughs) I bought them at the time because it was fall right and when I went on to Pinterest that's what it was that you know it was like this looked really cute on someone else and I and like I bought a whole bunch of these clothes that felt like they looked really good online Mm. and I liked the style of it Mm. and all of a sudden I get home and I like this was even like you know I'm thinking about you know five years ago and I wasn't even a mom yet and all of a sudden I'm wearing this outfit and I looked and I was like, man, I lost myself. I look like a fucking Mm. mom. (laughs) (laughs) And those were my thoughts. And like, Mm. at the time I wasn't a mom and I was like, oh my goodness, I've lost Mm. who I am. Like I am 25 years old and I look like a mom. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. And, And so we do, we, you know, we can go onto Pinterest and it can almost cause us to lose ourselves versus finding ourselves this is a, like you said it's a totally different mindset as to what are those words but what do those words mean to you yes right yeah definitely yeah being intentional is so essential um for me because I also you know whether someone comes to me for a photo shoot or like a lifestyle package I want to put you in something number one that you can wear multiple times in multiple ways um but that sustains you until you go through your next transition because we're always evolving we're always Mm -hmm. going through um different things in our life um and that's something I also want people to like you know understand that it's okay for your style to change like you know how you want to dress now like it's not written in stone you're supposed to evolve you know you could be very like dramatic bold in your style today and that's great and then next season, a year from now, two years from now, you're like, I want minimalistic everything. And that's great too. Cause it's just, once again, it's just a reflection of who you are, um, how you want to show up, how you want to be seen. And as long as that's in alignment, you can't go wrong. And so for yourself, like, how do you find that you catch yourself maybe in 
following like do you ever find yourself falling into the trends and you're like shit raining mm-hmm. in Victoria <laughs> like mm. yeah I think to be honest not so much these days um honestly not so much these days but I do catch myself you know because here goes that ego or just old thoughts catch myself saying things like oh I'm very like small chested up top so I'll say like oh I don't know like can I like that's more like for like bigger you know bigger chested or like bigger boobs do I have the boobs for that um I'll definitely you know say things like that um and I have to be like wait a minute girl like first of all first really address like where it's coming from number one and then number two to be honest there are some things that like some companies or some brands do make for you know they're supposed to just be more filled out at the top and so that may not like flatter you know me or the look that I'm going for and that's okay and I can accept that and then move on to something else that does work for me um but I definitely you know have my moments um and I think that's just a great point for people to also take away too is like it's okay to still have moments or negative self-talk when you're shopping or you know looking at something new or wanting to revamp your wardrobe like it's not going to go away overnight and it may never go away and that's okay but as long as we're taking the steps and not also falling victim to it you know I'm not going to say oh I don't have the boobs for that it's going to look horrible and like I just it'll never look good on me like that's not true like I'm literally perfect how I am and I'm going to find something that flatters my shape um so yeah I definitely still have those moments but just coming back into and that's where the personal development comes in too because I have done the work and I'm continuing to do the work every day um though what I have learned you know helps me to come back to like wait a minute mm -mm, get out of that space come back so yeah and so for yourself like where do you love to shop um I have really been into thrifting lately Mm -hmm. um so where I live in Charlotte North Carolina there's um a a couple cool little um small owned thrift thrift shops um but thrifting has really um kind of like changed my I guess perspective on um not really changed my perspective I always knew thrifting existed but um for me personally, it kind of takes me out of the overwhelm of having to go into like, um, for example, I really do enjoy Nordstrom's, but it's overwhelming. It's huge. It's two stories. It's a lot. Um, thrifting, I feel like I can be surprised, but also in like a less overwhelming way. I don't know. Um, so well, yeah, thrifting for me, is super trendy now, isn't it? Yeah, we have that too. We have that too. Mm-hmm. I guess you call them like clout chaser, clout chaser, thrifter. I don't know. But oh. um, <laughs> yeah, and I actually went to, I went to like a vintage, like a, a vintage mart a couple weeks ago. And I did not realize like how, like, I guess expansive the vintage game is. And it's definitely a little bit different than like going into a thrift shop. I mean, Obviously, these vendors, they specifically source certain type of pieces, but you really had to like come with your pockets ready. And I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And as you were sharing about, you know, the vintage and, you know, I can see like what you're wearing right now. Other people can't. She's wearing a cute little, you know, um, jean jacket and it's kind of like a silky top. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I noticed your earrings and that kind of thing. So 
I was kind of thinking about you talking about how much you love the creative side of things. And it's almost like when you can go to those thrift stores, you're instead of seeing it on a mannequin, you're actually like using your creative side to, you know, create like be yourself. It's like, yeah. oh, this would look really cute with this because the thing is, is you matching those two things together. Nobody else out there is going to be matching those two things together because mm. they weren't bought in the same store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's probably why it also for you is so fun and is because you get to unleash your creative side in a store like that. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, to your point, there isn't, um, you know, they'll have like little outfits on the mannequins and stuff like that, but stuff is like literally all over the place. It's, it's really random, truly. That's, that's what it is. It's random. Um, so being able to like piece things together or for me, I, um, I'm very visual. Like I do not know street names, but I can literally remember like step-by-step a visual of like how I got there when I turned mm-hmm. I don't know it's like an instinct thing um so it's the same thing with clothes like I'm just able to kind of see it in my head and then just like see what it'll look like and then there's always that little like okay now I'm about to try it on and like <gasps> but it, it like nine times out of ten it always works um mm-hmm. too and um I think that's also like as I'm saying that I'm like I think that's also a testament of me just like trusting myself too like you kind of have to as a creative like you kind of just have to know like no I know this is it like yeah this is it and really owning the fact that those are our gifts right yeah and sometimes we don't give ourselves credit for the gifts that we do have you know for myself when it comes to looking at someone's podcast application just from them telling me a few points about their story what kind of business they have and Usually when they say what kind of business they have, they, they use their I help statements or, you know, this is what I help other people with. And I can naturally reverse engineer it as to the little bits that they told me in their story as to why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, you know, with people, I will like, I'll say to them, okay, these are the kind of the points that came through for me that I would love to sh- like talk to you about on the podcast. Like, what are your thoughts? And they'll say to me, like, I don't even know how you did that. Like you just explained what I do so much better than what I how like how I explain it. <laughs> and I think for yourself, you know, it's that creative side that instead of trying to maybe coach people on how to do what you do, it's really owning and being okay with. I want to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to help you do it. I'm your like, instead of do it yourself, it's like, this is done for you. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah, it is. It's it's a done for you service, um, which I think that's what some people may consider. I mean, it is a luxury service, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and yeah, so it's a luxury service. It's a done for you service. Um, and back to like owning that or owning my gift and being able, being able to do that. I think that's what allows me to, um, you know, what may come to like with ease for us because we're like oh just been doing this you know or like you know you showing someone how to reach six figures in their business you're like oh yeah I did that before like it's it's nothing but someone who hasn't maybe like oh my gosh she has this mm-hmm. you know a- ability um that's one thing that in the beginning I like didn't really understand like you like wait so you'll you'll pay me to put 
outfits. Like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll go in your closet. You know, I'll show you what's what, you know, you need to get rid of, you know, how to wear, create multiple outfits. I'll do all the shopping for you. And I remember my very first client um, when I had finished, she was just like, so like, oh, my God, you did all of this in that amount of time. And like what? And I was just like, yeah. And I didn't really understand that, like, yeah, everyone just doesn't have that visual capability. Mm -hmm. Like, that's your gift. Own that and and do that. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's exactly it is we we don't even see our own gifts. Right. It's just we think, like you said, um, you know, I said to my dad today, I said, common sense for one is not common sense for all. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very. <laughs> and true. so, you know, it comes back to really if like, you know, if we can own our gifts, then all of a sudden we have that confidence, especially as female entrepreneurs and being able to, you know, work with someone like yourself by having the style, being able to, you know, because everyone that, I mean, I personally work with, with female entrepreneurs, they're online, you know, that's going to change the entire like different way that they, like you said, they do their photo shoots. They, mm. you know, create their content for me. It's the story side of things and, you know, talking to people about how to show up on like and owning their story and how they can create content, create images from that. But, you know, from your side of things, it's like really that visual aspect of who they are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you can, you like actually look at your business and think to yourself, like, you know, like you said, be intentional as to what do I need to shift, adjust and change instead of trying to change everything. Mm. Right. I mean, yeah. how many times, uh, how many times have I gotten into the trap of trying to be like someone else? And mm -hmm. then I'm constantly, I'm so busy in the back end of my business, changing everything all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that I'm not actually doing the business stuff that mm -hmm. needs to be done of like yes. putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. And I know for myself, a lot of the times if I find I'm starting to lose myself, I actually go back to what I've said on my website or what I've said on this, the intro of this podcast is something that, you know, I, I recorded the intro of this podcast back in 2020 and I have, I've never changed it because that when I recorded that, that was like 100% me as to what I help people do. And it's all about transforming your messaging, the way you show up online so that you feel confident so that you like ignite that flame within. Right. And mm -hmm. so much for yourself, you know, when you talk about the clothing side of things and you can like, you know, I can tell from looking at you, like, you're just so confident in what you do. And, you know, I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, this as a business owner, we, we like, we kind of, it forces you to, and like, not just in a way of like, oh, I need to be like confident and showing people that like, I know what I'm doing, but I just need to be confident, period. Like it almost kind of shows you like, were you really confident just period as a person or, you know, were you confident based off of you know, what people told you about yourself or different accolades that you have received or accomplishments or things like that. So I know for me, starting a business is really like, oh, wow, like I really have to get my base together. Like, you know, whether you have clients or not, like, I have to know who I am. And mm -hmm. the, I guess the fruit of that labor just so happens to be now people see you as like, 
oh shit, she knows what she's talking about too. And I trust her too. But it's like, yeah, I know that because like I'm an expert in my field and I master my craft. But more importantly, I really know that because I, I decided and learned who I am first and like, Mm -hmm. you know, in that. And I think I love that you said that because I think that's a hundred percent. The key to having a successful business is figure out who you are first, because once you figure out who you are, you know, like I said, you become untouchable and you aren't, you aren't copying other people in the industry. And if you do find yourself, you know, I mean, I think we all go through those phases where we all of a sudden like lose our confidence or, you know, it dwindles. And when we can go back to identifying, well, who, who am I really, we can bring ourselves back to, you know, being confident faster than if all of a sudden it's like, trying to navigate through creating now this new identity because the one that I'm in isn't confident. So like now I need to create this new one. Yeah. And I find that actually for myself that when I do that, it almost brings me more off course. Mm. And I always find that, you know, like my business definitely since 2018, you know, I've gone off and I've like got lost and took gone on a journey but I always find that you know I've come full full circle back to who I really am Mm -hmm. and when when I'm able to bring myself back to that the content that we create online feels Mm -hmm. so much more powerful because you know today I most of the content I write and stuff is thoughts that just come through my head on the daily basis and I post it. It's not that I've gone and I've taken a content course and I've, you know, been, you know, looking at engagement posts that you see online just to get likes, the vanity Mm -hmm. likes. It's like, no, like when I've actually shared a piece of content, it came from my soul and usually Mm -hmm. at (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) 3am, you know? And so we really are a true representation of ourselves and we get to be all of ourselves. And I, you know, it it would be very sad to end up on our rocking chairs, sitting on the front porch, you know, at 80 and asking ourselves, like, who was I really? Did I, did I even show up as myself? Like to me, that sound seems so devastating. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I totally agree. And I think having a business, I mean, I'm sure I would have life the universe would have showed me that in other ways, but I, I know for sure, like starting a business was like the rocket and me really owning who I am and and embracing that and then giving that to the world. That's awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, you know, this has been so eye opening, even just for myself as to, you know, that it's not like the confidence piece. Right. Mm -hmm. And I really like how you've shared today about the way we dress and that kind of thing really is a piece of ourselves, but it, it begins with that mindset. So if someone wanted to work with you, how would they do that? Where can yes. we find you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I am on Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, on Instagram, I am at Vic, V-I-C-D-E-L-A-N-E, styling. Um, and then on LinkedIn, I'm Victoria Hoover. 
Um, you can find me on both places. And um, if you were to go on my Instagram, just click the little link in my bio and it'll take you straight to my booking site. I have few different ways to work with me. They're all in package form. So it really just depends on what, you know, your needs are. So I have a photo shoot styling package, which is, you can think from like headshots to branding to, um, I just did style someone from an anniversary shoot. Um, we have the holidays coming up, things like that. Um, and then my lifestyle packaging, um, which is for the day-to-day, -day, you know, elevating entrepreneur or business person who, you know, you feel like, um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, you're finally at the place in your business or your career where you're like, I am that girl. I am that guy. Like this is, this is it. But because you're busy, because you're scaling, because you're, you know, speaking and, and taking on different engagements, the time, like we were talking about earlier, sifting through racks, nobody has time for that. So the <laughs> time to sift through racks or online pages of, of, of product and all of that stuff. Um, that's my lifestyle package. So I take on that hassle for you and um, curate outfits for you, go through your current closet, organize all of that for you. And then um, from there, I have a VIP package, which, you know, if you want more of an intimate experience, um, we work together for a longer term, just like six months. We get to go through two seasons together, which is really cool. Um, so taking care of all of your closet audits, your shopping needs. And then if you were to have a photo shoot that came up or even an event, um, I do event styling as well. I handle that as well. So those are the ways to work with me. And you can find... Um, both of those on my LinkedIn or my Instagram in the link in my bio. Awesome. And I will also ensure that they can find the link in the description here on the podcast. So you guys can just go to the description and all of the links will be there. So it's super easy for you to find. Thank you so much for being on the show. I am so honored to have met you mm. and you know, for all of those listening, it's time to go make life your bitch. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with your bestie. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, feedback, or compliments that you want to throw like confetti, you can reach me directly at podcast at makelifeyourbitch.co. Thanks for listening.